I really felt like I was this puzzle with one missing piece and just hearing what he told me and and just saying, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Like, I don't fully understand everything, but I know I need you. And I want assurance to know that I can be with you for all eternity. Um, and I, and I, I knew it would take some time to understand, you know, everything it, that he wanted to teach me. But at that moment, it was just surrender. And that's for each one of us, for everyone listening. It's surrender. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch. You've heard it a million times for those that come back and listen. And welcome to my season two, 118th episode, Megan's Learning to Unhurry My Heart. God's story. Friends, thank you for listening to my show that is part of the Edify app, one of the world's most powerful Christian apps, and helps Christian women share their God's stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. Friends, happy November month. If you live in America, we celebrate Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, And also we have our general election day, which is a Tuesday following the first Monday in November. November is also National Alzheimer's Awareness Month. And it's my birthday month. I am so excited. I love November, friends. And so, of course, I'm going to enjoy announcing my November guest. My uh, November guest today is Megan Evans, and she's another referral guest from the awesome and very talented author and creator, Sarah Geringer. Sarah's been on the show too, and she shared her God story. Also, Megan is an author blogger, has a heart for discipleship, and lives with her family in the middle of Tennessee. What a beautiful state. And she serves as the women's ministry director at her church. My kind of gal has a heart for women's ministry. She also writes and speaks and teaches women about enjoying God in every busy day. And we all have them. And some of her writing has been featured on Proverbs31.org, Crosswalk, and friends, she's a new author of a book, Permission to Walk, A 40-Day Journey to Unhurried Peace. Wow, that's going to be great, phenomenal. Oh, what a great Bible study for women, too. So now it's time to bring her to the mic. Welcome to the Altered Story Show, Megan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It's wonderful to be here. Well, it's a blessing to be able to bring you on and have you share. Uh, What else about yourself have I missed that you might want to share with the listeners? 
Well, gosh, you pretty much summed it up. Um, I do spend a lot of my days still, still being a mom, even though our kids are older and I'm kind of learning to parent and let go at the same time. <laughs> um, two in college, one still in high school. So parenting looks a little different than it did maybe 10 years ago, but it is, it's still fun and I'm still learning. <laughs> I've learned that it's always learning. Yes, I learn even now. And I'm a Gigi of a four-year-old granddaughter and uh, one to be at that will be 10. And then of course, my daughter. So yeah, I agree. It's parenting never stops, whether it's parenting or grandparenting. I mean, it's just goes on. It's really a calling. So thank you for sharing. Now, Megan, you know, you and I've spoke and you know my heart for women and I love to share their transformational God stories and, you know, give them an opportunity to have a voice to do that. And I would love to know from your perspective, being in women's ministry too, why do you think it's so important for women to share their God stories? I, the first thing that comes to my mind is because we all have a story to share, you know, and our, and our great big God is so unique in how he works in each of our lives that, um, you know, that he's the same God in every one of our Bibles, you know, in, in, in the same one true God of all the universe. And yet he so tenderly reveals himself in very personal ways in each one of our lives. And so it really speaks to having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it starts. But he pursues us our whole lives, you know, and we see that. And I think when we look back on our life and our story, we see that. We see where God has has um, tapped us on the shoulder and, you know, has shown up in ways when we weren't even looking. And then when we do begin this incredible changed life uh, as a as a Christian, as a Christ follower, then we learn who who he is, you know, and we learn the Holy Spirit is so active in our lives. Um and, and that we don't do this life alone. You know, I think the loneliness part really goes away when we truly embrace that we live out our daily life with Christ. And it is with Christ. I'm learning more and more um, just as I learn to unhurry my heart. It's to kind of slow down and, and not push him aside or tell him later and try to do things on our own. When it's, it is a story we all have to share. And we can learn from each other. I'm just learning, even when I serve, it's not from a place of knowing it all. It's just kind of spurring one another on and and listening and learning from one another. Well, that's really profound. Yeah, that is so important to bring out because listening and learning from one another is so key in knowing that we aren't ever alone and God gets the glory. You know, that's the cool thing. So God's going to get the glory. He's going to smile on us today as you share. So, Megan, where does your learning to unhurry my heart, God's story, begin? Oh, I love that question, Michelle. And and your podcast is is great for telling all kinds of stories. So I'm excited to share mine. And, and just for any listener, I just pray that you know, anything that I've said, it's, it doesn't come from, I've learned it all and I've arrived, but just that I'm, you know, we're still learning. So pieces that might encourage, I pray that they will. Um, and then just to keep in mind that we're all a work in progress, you know, so if I say anything 
I hope it's of encouragement, just knowing it's nothing that just me has or, you know, anything that any other um, guest on your show has, has figured out. It's just, it's surrendering to the Lord. So my first, first thought to unhurry, I think really, um, came when I dropped my last little little child off for kindergarten and shut the door. And I kind of realized, wow, I don't really know who I am. I just dropped off my last little to school. And here I was a stay-at-home mom. And I kind of had to relearn everything all over again. Um, but of course, we know that's not where the story first began. But I think it's where God first got my attention, that I had really been um, maybe Maybe it was time to re uh, to reprioritize some things and learn that I had been um, kind of chasing after super mom, superwoman, all the things, and we just kind of get caught up in a, a Pinterest world and um, all good things, even in things of serving, but just kind of realizing, huh, now I have all the time in the world and I still feel too busy for you, Lord. And um, so I think that's where the unhurried word came into my life was through that prayer. It became a prayer, unhurry my heart, Lord. I want to, I want to know how to do that. I want to do the opposite of hurry. And so I think that's where I began the journey and really hadn't even been a writer or anything like that up until that point. But just in that point of frustration and just kind of sitting alone with God, um, just, I remember taking coffee out on the porch and just thinking like, I don't, I don't know, Lord, how, I don't know how to do all these things. Who do you want me to be? It was just kind of a rediscovery. I think being as a, a being a mom can bring the busyness and we know busyness isn't always bad. It can be very per- purposeful and God, you know, glorifying to the Lord when our activity is Christ um, focused and it's done it at his pace, but I was living at my own pace. And I think I was chasing after the things of the world. And we get there. Our world is so full of distraction today. And so um, I think it was just, he, he kind of pulled me back, reined me in. Um, and I just remember that the answer to that prayer um, I found in Isaiah 43, um, verse 1. And just the last part of that, it says, I have called you by name. You are mine. And so um, I just, I think when I heard you are mine, it was really my answer to who am I, Lord? And so at that point, I think I started understanding what life looked like as a child of God, um, as a mom who happened to have children, as a child of God who happened to have children. And so it kind of gave me that chance to reprioritize um, what everything looked like through being a child of God. It was just a child of God who happened to be fill in the blank or happened to be or happened to do fill in the blank. So that's where that word came from un- or that phrase, unhurry my heart. Um, and I started a blog uh, with that very title. So that's been kind of a life theme in my adult life is just understanding what that means um, to unhurry my heart. There were so many parts of that. Um, you know, we're told, told to love the Lord with our, our heart and our mind, our soul, our strength. And I think we can get caught up with just either just our minds um, or just our strength. And we're kind of spinning and doing all the things. Um, but we forget that our heart needs to be still. It needs to listen and, and process and ponder and um, daydream. All these wonderful things that, that are so good when we don't rush them. And so, you know, I find that our time with the Lord 
it's not as fruitful when we multitask. It's not as fruitful when we rush and just, you know, check the box. It's definitely not as fruitful when we just put him off to the next task on the list. It can kind of start to feel like a checklist mentality sometimes, our walks with God, our time with Him. Um, so all of those things, again, just became this, here I was in my 40s, and I had been following the Lord for quite some time. But I think we get there. Every once in a while, we just have to stop and, and reflect on where we are, just like any good relationship. You know, are we spending quality time? Am I listening? Am I, am I just doing all the talking? Am I calling all the shots? You know, and so Jesus, um, as our friend who calls us friend, you know, he wants that interaction, that daily interaction with us. And so I had some learning to do, even though I was an adult, I had raised children, still was raising children, but was raising them in a new season. Um, and it was, so it was time to learn to slow down, but I couldn't set aside responsibility. Um, since I still had, you know, chores and, and caretaking and all the, the things I had agreed to do and serve in. So what does that look like when I do them with Jesus every day? Um, and so those were, those were new things that I had to learn. So, um, I think three things that, that the Lord led me um, to learn in that season. And then I'll back up and, and share my testimony of how I met the Lord. Um, but I think number one of uh, step one of an unhurried heart is to have, um, is to daily recognize that being a child of God is our greatest calling um, and really our greatest legacy. So not superwoman, super mom. Um, I mentioned those words, you know, super whatever else. We just immediately want to be the best and the biggest in our world today. Um, step number two was just learning to daily match our pace to the feet of Jesus so that we can live aware of God's presence and to grow in His grace and truth. Um, and then step three is just to daily enjoy an interactive relationship with God as He shapes and molds and leads us to be more like Jesus. So we're never done. Um, but it was just that, that awakening that I really had gotten into a place where I wasn't enjoying my relationship. It was kind of checklist and I had gotten to a place where, you know, I wasn't really walking at, at the pace of Jesus. I was taken off running after the world. <laughs> um, and then I was forgetting, you know, that my greatest calling was just was just to be His and that everything else, you know, was built upon that. So I had a lot to learn in that, but I had some foundation. And so um, I'll share just a moment of my testimony because as a listener, you know, you may, you may think, well, great, but how do I even get to a relationship with Christ or, you know, we're, we all arrive at different places and stages in our lives. And so for me, I, I did grow up going to church, <clears throat> excuse me, but I think it took me till about my 20s to understand what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. And so on that foundation, and I'm very thankful for it, I knew a lot of Bible stories, um, but I was not a Christian until I was probably in my early 20s. And so I remember going to a college event. I think it was a campus crusade rally. Um, and so I remember them specifically asking the question and really presenting the gospel, which I hadn't heard really presented as such. Um, in fact, I would have even said perhaps I was offended by some of those words, you know, are you saved or some of these things where I thought, 
that offended me. I'm thankful it offended me because it got my mind thinking, but I didn't understand those words. And sometimes I think when we're quick to be offended, sometimes I think, well, actually, maybe it's just scratching that surface and we need to listen and ask the Lord, you know, what is this and why am I so unsettled by it? So I I couldn't go to sleep at night. Though these these questions that, and things I had heard really got me wondering where I was in that relation to eternal life, you know, and and all eternity. So I remember thinking, you know, they ask a question at one point: if you were to die tonight, would you a hundred percent know you would go to heaven? Well, I couldn't answer that question truthfully. I probably raised my hand and said yes simply because I had grown up going to church. It was part of my routine, but it was not part of a relationship. And so I remember asking my boyfriend, who's now husband, but then boyfriend, um, and we were talking about uh, probably just our experience there and probably how much fun we'd had with friends. But I remember asking him like, I don't really know if I could answer that for sure. Could you, you know, like, what is, what does that mean? And, and, um, he just, I remember him just saying, you know, we can, we can clear this up really easily. <laughs> Have you just asked Jesus, you know, to be your Lord and Savior? Like it's an invitation and he extends this to everyone. It's not based on anything you've done or, or not done. You know, it's just, you can have that assurance. And so I really felt like I was this puzzle with one missing piece and just hearing what he told me and, and just saying, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Like, I don't fully understand everything, but I know I need you. And I want assurance to know that I can be with you for all eternity. Um, and I, and I, I knew it would take some time to understand, you know, everything it, that he wanted to teach me. But at that moment, it was just surrender. And that's for each one of us, for everyone listening, it's surrender. And so I remember my, um, then boyfriend now has been Andrew. So Andrew prayed with me and, and we just prayed and, and asked the Lord. And, you know, I just said something very similar to, you know, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe that you are the son of God and that you are the only thing that will make me right with you. And so, um, I wanted a right relationship with, with God, my heavenly father. And so I understood it was the cross and I met him there at the cross um, and just in prayer, surrendered my heart and asked Jesus, please come into my heart. I want to begin a relationship with you from now until eternity, you know, and, and live that relationship, mold and shape me. I have work to do. Um, and I know that there's nothing I can do to ever lose this, you know, so come into my life. And so you know, there wasn't a big light bulb or anything flashing out there. It just, it just was a peace. It was a peace that came and just assurance and knowing I don't ever have to lay my head on the pillow and just wonder, I mean, I think I'll go to heaven. Like, I, I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't, you know, it would just, I'm a pretty good person, but, but, you know, when we, when we learn more and more about God, we realize it's not the pretty good. It's not even being a great, wonderful, awesome, good person. It's, it's just that we are not God, you know, and that just creates that vast um, difference between us and, and perfection. And so we'll never be that perfect one, and which is why we need a Savior. And, and that's hard for us in today's world to think, number one, we need anything. Number two, that we need saving because we're pretty efficient in today's world, especially our modern society. But I feel like, you know, the more and more we 
we get to this fast pace and, and everything is just a, an instant, you know, click of a button. We have to do some things in an unrushed manner. And one is we've got to get right with God. And it requires some thinking about where we are and, and have we done that? Um, and so I was that lost church member all throughout, you know, up until my early 20s. I was sitting in the church pew lost. You know, I had a Bible in my hand, but I didn't know Jesus. And so I knew a lot of Bible stories. I knew a lot about Jesus, but I had never just said, I surrender and I accept this invitation that you are offering to me and to everyone, but, but I need to receive it just like a gift you're giving me. And I have to open the gift. Otherwise it's just sitting there waiting for me. And I don't want to live my whole life till the very end and realize I missed it. I never opened my gift, you know? So I think for that moment in college, it was, that's where I met Jesus. That's where I became a follower of Christ. And so he, he's been working on my heart ever since. Um, in my book, I talk about, and this is my book, Permission to Walk. <laughs> um, it is a 40-day journey to unhurried peace. And I share a lot of this about just, just how I came to understand that the Lord offers us this unhurried peace. It's there, you know, and I think there's beauty in the wrestling. There's beauty in the searching. Um, he wants us to meet him there. We won't have just all the answers all at once. Um, but he's always there. And so in one part, um, this is day 30. I'm going to read from a, 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 the day is called, are we there yet? But in this paragraph, I talk about that you and I are God's masterpieces. And I say, when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, we live out our days anew in God's holy workshop. God is at work making us more like Jesus. He's the potter who shapes and the artist who paints. He's the foundry man who melts and the blacksmith who sharpens. He is the gardener who prunes. Beginning with God's love and completing us with a resurrected body, He begins and completes us in Christ Jesus. So we are a good work indeed. And listener, you are a good work indeed. And God has so much in store for us. So surrender. The day begins with surrender. I'm so grateful that you agreed to be a guest on our show because what you're sharing is really needed. It's needed. Um, and your authenticity really comes through in terms of being real about the fact that you sat in the pew, you sat at church, and you weren't in a relationship with. Jesus. And so many Christians um, discover that later on. You know, they go because their family wants them to go, or it's culturally what you have to do. But they are there just going through the motions and they're kind of checked out. I know when you shared about your surrendering, I mean, that's Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit leading you to, you know, He chose you, Christ chose you for such a time and your purpose and all those things to do what you're doing here. And so the message that you're sharing, you know, is we can't just put God in a box, that you have to um, take the time. I mean, so many of us have just a driven 
you know, kind of a driven goal, driven passions, all those things. And God just, oh, like, it's easy to become robotic, right? You know, and do that. Oh, I got to get this done. And okay, you know, skim over the devotion or skim over that reel or skim. I mean, especially if you're in the social media world where you're getting fed outside of doing your traditional Bible studies in a group or a part of a community group or even in church, um, what you said around sitting there, sometimes when you're doing online church, you know, you can multitask and people that have busy lives, I think, lean into that. So I'm so grateful we're bringing this topic out because I think we miss so much when we don't really rest in who God is in our lives or Jesus Christ and really surrendering our will, surrendering our dreams, surrendering, you know, um, control. Yeah. Control is huge. And, um, I think too, it's just in this distraction piece is more and more in our world, you know, in the enemy, in my book, I talk about just really, um, distraction being a, a sin, a stronghold. I was in a stronghold of distraction during the, that period of learning to unhurry my heart. And so um, on the back of the book, it says, how can we truly be at peace with ourselves, our world, and God in a society that prefers constant movement and distraction? And so I feel more and more... Um, it's a tool of the enemy too, to take our eyes off God, you know, if we really boil down what is distraction. And so even just to keep our minds from hearing the Holy Spirit, we can be so rushed and hurried and, and busy and busy's not always bad, but, but I feel like the rushed and the hurry um, and the distraction piece is where we are in today's world. And so we can be, you know, I, I, talk, I use this example often in my book, just, you know, I can heat up my coffee in the microwave, but I've probably got my phone and I'm doing something. And just every second, we've got about two or three things going on at one time. But do I need to, you know, and so some practical things just of that unrushed, you know, doing the opposite of some of those things is just choosing, you know, to to put the phone down. I mean, that's really hard to do when we rely on it so much, but there are just times where we don't need it, you know, and that's that multitasking of, you know, if I'm, maybe if I'm drinking coffee, I just need to close my eyes and listen and just let the day process, let the Holy Spirit speak to me through, you know, the situations he's brought into my life that day, recalling the words I wrote on my heart, you know, spending time with him in the morning or whatever time it is that works for me, it's the morning, but just letting some of that time to, to let our brain decompress, process, you know, thoughts and emotions and, and experiences and taking them all to the Lord requires some unrushed time with the Lord. You know, it takes time to process things. And that's what we don't give ourselves very often in, in our society today. Well, your book sounds like the 40 day journey will help you maybe break the cycle and that you're going to guide a woman through 40 days to, or whom a man or whomever is picking it up, how you can go through that and how you can break the cycle. You know, there's a couple things I've had to do, Megan. One is 
in my world because it's digital. I do everything digital ministry, digital work. Um, and my husband's big on all the digital and into, he's in the information technology field. And so everything he's doing is over, you know, Zoom and online. You know, we're, we're just like two crazies in the morning we get up. He's sitting there on his iPhone or his phone doing all his thing. I'm sitting over here. And I mean, we've had to be purposeful about putting guidelines on our time for quiet mode and rest mode, even on our phones. And the Holy Spirit has had to convict me and convict him because, I mean, we are just missing it. We were really missing it. So we turn our phones off at a certain time and we pray at night together and we do um, try to be cognizant at family events. I'm assuming, you know, you're probably, as you share this, you know, God will as whoever's reading your book and everything will, God will bring revelation to where you need to cut back. I mean, it's really heartbreaking when you go in, right? You go into any kind of doctor's office or maybe you're waiting, you're sitting there. No one is looking up. They're all on their phones. I mean, it's an addiction. And I think it's a tool of the enemy. I really do. Yeah, it's interesting. There's, you know, there's some good that, that certainly can be used here. We are evident of that, you know, getting, just speaking God's word out into the world and to the ears of listeners. But you're right. There is so much of, we miss connection with one another and, and we miss connection with God when we're just tuned out and, and just kind of numbs us, you know, and I like how you use that word purposeful. And I think that is the key. It's just knowing, you know, to use it and and have boundaries and guidelines just kind of like I would tell my children you know or we would tell our children and so um I do I throughout this book it's I definitely start readers right where they are just in that almost kind of I don't even really know that I'm hurried and you know I just I don't really even know how to unhurry but we know that that we're weary and so um I write this book to weary hearts and um Weariness just has that component of emotional and spiritual exhaustion, just kind of in with all the physical and mental as well. Um, I break the book into four parts and, and I write it in the terms of laps, like we're running around laps, except that instead of starting at the start and going hard to the end, you know, and we're finishing just burned out and completed, it's, it's opposite. We're going to start burned out and we're going to, our finish line is unhurried peace. So we start at lap, you know, at the first lap, we are running hard. And then the next uh, lap is decelerate and rehydrate. And then the next lap is we are going to step out of the hurry. And so I lead readers into how to do that. And then um, the next lap is we're going to thirst no more. And then we're going to learn to walk again. And then lastly, we're going to... Um, learn this new pace of peace. And so we're, we're going around these, um, I think I said four, I meant seven, these seven laps. Um, and then at the end, we're going to find ourselves kind of with a fresh, you know, ready to, to renew and, and restart this relationship with, um, with the Lord in an unhurried pace. He was there all along, but sometimes we just need a little hand to help us get out and restart some good habits. And so, it's really just sharing what um, what the Lord has taught me, um, and I think 
stepping into ministry probably taught me the most. Um, I think anytime we serve, anytime we teach, we're always the biggest learner. (laughs) And so God had a lot to teach me through that. And so just talking with other women and, um, you know, through my own experiences, I learned that this hurry is a, it's a big, you know, it's not just a me problem. It's a we problem. And it's really something that the world is pretty captivated by. So, um, just learning to unhurry, you know, it's not necessarily a real word in the dictionary, but it's pretty applicable when we want to un, you know, use that prefix un is just to kind of take something off or, um, you know, like we would untie a shoe or untie a jacket. I mean, we just need to remove this hurry <laughs> um, and learn, you know, what what does it look like to to walk in his pace, to put on his sandals instead of our running shoes. And um, so that was um, definitely my heart behind this book. We didn't set out to be weary women, um, but a lot of us live there. And so God has so much more for us. And so he doesn't want us to miss that out and or miss out on that. And in our fast paced world expects us to keep, you know, to keep up, but we have permission to step out of that. We have permission to learn to do things his way. So yeah, we wonder if stillness and, you know, and just stepping out of the noise and busyness is even possible, but, but the Lord leads us and it's just a matter of us listening and learning his way. Yes. And he does that differently with people. Um, are you an, a runner? Do you enjoy running? You know, I'm not. My son is a cross country runner and I've learned a lot from just watching him and, and how the team trains and, you know, just those. Do you walk? I mean, when you want, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so what are some of the things that you do to recenter yourself on God or, or to bring peace or put you in an unhurried state? Yeah, for for me, I think it's, you know, there's sometimes there's little cues. I, I tend to notice my body will tell me things like I'll I'll feel anxious and I'll start to have some physical symptoms of that hurried peace. And for me, it's often stepping away from my phone, social media, things like that. It is good. I love to be out in nature. So if I go sit outside sometimes and just not have anything with me or maybe my Bible or something where I can hear, you know, truth being spoken. I feel like there's a lot of different voices that we hear in the world. And so when I can get away from all of that, sometimes that is good. You know, sometimes we're not available to do that. I love worship music. I think anytime, you know, we can hear goodness from God, I think that jump starts a lot. But yeah, sometimes you know, we just see such creation and beauty and detail in God's creation. And so for me out being outside and just, you know, watching the trees or watching birds or something like that immediately calms my spirit. And I think it allows me just to kind of, okay, Lord, I'm listening, you know, and it's just so things like that. Do you um, host women's retreats where you can bring women into that unhurried place? I'm just curious if you do that. I've never done a retreat. One thing I love to do, I do a newsletter every month. Um, and it's through my website. You can subscribe. It's um, unhurrymyheart.com. But I do. And it's so every month on the 15th of every month. So I feel like we need mid-month encouragement. But there's a focus there on what are some practical ways and how are some ways we can um, unhurry our heart. I, I 
share a lot of tools, things like, you know, podcasts, um, books, things that are helpful just to kind of, you know, learn you know, new healthy ways of, of living in this crazy busy world. But yeah, no, I, I love to teach, um, women. I, I do that with my church every week. And so, um, just in our, in our group setting, but yeah, a retreat's a great idea. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, to think about. I, I don't know. I, I just thought, oh my gosh, because one of my friends, and I and I was part of a board uh, ministry where I would bring, you know, we would women that would come in for rest and renewal. So I, you know, we would bring in different speakers, or we would speak, or we'd bring women to that place of silence. So that's the main thing, too, is trying to get a woman that will, you know, get away from all the distractions and have that time with the Lord, you know, and so. Whoever is listening to this, go out in the woods or go for a walk or do something to honor God through what um, our lovely guest Megan is sharing with you and get uh, her book. Oh, her book sounds phenomenal. That devotional. Um, Well, it it just sounds like something achievable, something that that, you know, you could glean from. So, well, Megan, we're reaching our end of our journey of our great conversation here on this topic. And in closing, do you have any other last words or what would you like to share before we wrap up? Oh, gosh, I think just knowing we've talked about weariness, if I had to say something to my, my old self there, I would say, don't wait to get it all together and then change. It's so easy to think, okay, well I'll do that, but I'm going to do this after I got to get this together, stop this habit, you know, and then I'll start today. Just start today. Just, I think the easiest, quickest way to pray is just to tell God, I love you. I love you, Lord. And it's hard to stop there, but it's, it's immediate. If you've never prayed before, just try that prayer. I love you, Lord. And you just prayed. It's, it's, we make it too hard sometimes. So just pray and ask the Lord and he will, when we seek him, we will find him. We, we see that in Jeremiah 29 verse 13. So he's not hiding from us. (laughs) Well, God's presence is here. God's presence is in us and we know he's for us, right? So thank you again for this time. And I know my listeners are going to be blessed. And um, friends, we will have Megan's episode up on our website too, with the pictures and links and all the details. And you're not going to want to miss seeing that either. Um, And I am just so grateful for this time and for her and all that God is doing through her. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed.
Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 